Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready for a digital dive? You're listening to the GZ Chop Shop Podcast, the weekly tech and gaming media podcast that breaks down the latest news, lore, and more. So plug in, because the GZ Chop Shop starts now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the GZ Chop Shop Podcast. I'm your host, Project Katachi, joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Warners. And this week, we are going to be talking about From Software and their return to one of their iconic titles, Armored Core 6, which is actually dropping August 25th, so less than a month away. Uh, they just dropped a gameplay, pretty much trailer and, and explanation this week a good 13 minutes of it. Um, and the, I got to say, the game looks amazing. Like, I'm super pumped, super excited. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we get to that, wherever you are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, make sure to click that subscribe button. Also, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at the GZ Chop Shop. And if you like the podcast and you want to support us, check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash OSM Media. There you can check out our exclusive podcast, The Afterthoughts After Dark, where we break down some more uh, nuance topics and a little sometimes some spicier conversations. So go and check that out. Now, back to Armor Core 6. First, I don't know if you knew this, and I find this very, very amazing. Did you know that Elden Ring and Armor Core 6 and From Software as a whole, both of those games were developed by only 300 people? Yeah, I think they have uh, just over 300 people in their company. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know they were so small. And you know what this tells me? Not to go off on a a tangent, but this is going to be like a a quick tangent. A team that's small making quality games that have become game of the year, not once but twice, (laughs) shows that, you know, that, that... from software doesn't let the gaming crowd influence them and they don't let these bigger companies influence them. They take their time. They know the story they want to tell. They know the game they want to create and they go into their cave and they don't let the outside world influence them. And they create these masterpieces and they just, they just keep chucking out these amazing games, you know, one of, uh, like one the of my Dark Souls series, Bloodborne, Elden Ring, Sekiro, now Armor Core coming back. Like from software is on a roll. I think other developers can learn from from software. All these developers oh, they're, got no, they're on it, dude. They, they you know, like love or hate some of the games. You know, you can't deny the game of the years. Like the, the fact that they're winning those. Like 
you know, whatever you think about the games, but they're, they're beautiful games and they're fun. 15 armor core games, by the way, if you didn't know that 15 total, not, not the one coming up armor core six, that's going to be number 16. First one in, in 10 years. Yeah. And a little fun fact here, I mean, the more from soft, you know, uh, fans out there, they'll, they'll know this, but for some of y'all who don't, or you're not super familiar with armor core and, or, uh, souls games, they do this little thing that they've done it since, uh, they first started making, uh, uh, demon when demon souls first came out, that's when it was first, you know, you could notice it. Um, uh, a lot of weapons and armor pieces share the same names. That yeah, I did the uh like the um Dark Moon Greatsword. Yes. Always makes a return. And, and in their some games. of them, some of them, not all of them, but some of them tend to look very similar to each other, like in terms of uh like how they look from being wielded by a mech versus you know a, a person in, in the Souls games. I just I think that's a cool little insert there that they do. I don't feel like like some people could argue it's lazy, but I don't think it is. I, I feel like it's just a cool nod. Uh, to people who are really fans and, yeah. and they like to, it, it's a, it's to an Easter egg for their kid. loyal fan yeah. base. Yeah, it's it's just always been really cool to me. But yeah, yeah, fifteen Armored Core games, dude. Some of them were garbage, uh, perspectively. Some people loved every single one of them. There were definitely a handful. I did not play all of them. I'm not going to be like, yeah, I played all of. I absolutely did not play all fifteen of those. I know I know a handful of people that at least say they have. They claim they have. That's a lot of dedication. My hat's off to you if you play 15 Armor Core games. Um, but I, you know me, dude. I love mech games. I, I, I've loved Armor Core games uh, since, you know, since those used to come out. Uh, I didn't play all of them. I loved Mech Warrior games. Uh, you remember how excited I was when Mech Warrior got its first update or first new game, the, I should yeah, say, DLC. in 20 years. And then they got the DLCs, and I was like, what? Like, I... I geeked out there. Uh, yeah. So I love, I love my mech games. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this. I'm not as well versed in mech games as, as you are. Now this doesn't say I have not played them and that I don't love them. I absolutely love mech games. Um, I just hop around a little bit more. I didn't get into the armor core series until armor core four, four answer. And I played the PSP version because I was like, yo, I feel like I've been missing out. And then, of course, I fell in love with those two. So when Armor Core 5 came out, I was dedicated to Armor Core 5. However, I did not know that a spinoff story came out afterwards because, you know, I was still in the military. So I didn't always know when games came out that there was a follow up story to Armor Core 5 that I just recently learned existed. Yeah. So and that was the official last game. Well, and there's a, there, you know, for anyone coming into the Armor Core series, maybe you've never played an Armor Core game. Do not let that stop you. And the reason I say that is there's a reason there's 15 of these games, okay? And it's not because they all share the same exact story. A good chunk of them are alternate realities, alternate uh, verses, that sort of thing, uh, sub-stories. Uh, you know, I'd say more, more or less half of them are you can put together as a single story. The rest are kind of spread out and side stories that aren't necessarily connected. And, and again, uh, alternate, like, I guess, reality versions. Um, so even if you're not a Met game, like fan, like I am, I think a big draw for armor core 
is unlike Mech War. Mech Warrior is fun. It's very lore based. Uh, it actually started as a board game, but unlike Mech Warrior, Armor Core is very fast paced. It is not a slow paced game. You don't build a business or anything like that. Um, so I think that it stands out to um, Mech Warrior is more niche when it when it comes to a, a fan a fan base. Uh, a lot of people kind of like that. I guess I don't want to say realism to it necessarily, but uh, it's a slower, more uh, in-depth strategic game versus armored core is kind of more or less in your face. Not that there's not strategy, but it's more in your face and fast pace. And you know, it's, mm-hmm. there's an RPG uh, side to it as well, which is absolutely fun. I'm really looking forward to seeing how they're going to do that uh, or implement the RPG portion of this. Um, I don't know. Did you, did you play armored core four and five? Yeah, I played I played four answer and I played five. Um, five was, the, I guess, their first step into a slight multiplayer element where your mercenary yeah. factions competed for territory. Um, I actually loved that implement, uh, you know, when they implemented that. Um, it, it, it also didn't lean heavily into the multiplayer, uh, which Armor Core 6 is very focused on the single player aspect, which personally I think is great. I love that from software has not abandoned the single player experience. And if anything, uh, I think we're going through a phase of multiplayer exhaustion. Like more people want to play together over competitively or by themselves and just enjoy a journey, enjoy a story and enjoy the ride and feel some sense of accomplishment because the game comes to an end. Do you, do you think they'll take, take a a page from their Elden ring playbook and maybe do what they're doing there? There there's a storyline. The game is not, does not require PVP, but it's certainly an aspect, but the otherwise you can play the entire game yourself and enjoy it. And and it, there's no, there's no change to the storyline or how it's played. They're, they're definitely um, separate if you want them to be. I would say it would be an interesting aspect. They probably wouldn't do that right away. Um, if anything, they might go with a cooperative. Like you could have one other friend with you kind of cooperative thing. Yeah, for I didn't I didn't mean like invader type of type of thing. I think yeah, that would be a little uh, because that would probably like <laughs> that would be, probably like ruin the game. I feel like if FromSoft did that, they would probably make that its own title completely separate. But that doesn't seem to be there you know, their, their realm. Looking um, at you Titanfall. Yeah. 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 That's, that's where Titanfall was supposed to come in and, and do that. Armor core from what I've seen so far is very store uh, store story intensive. Um, and it, it kicks things right off with dropping your pilot six to one into Rubicon. And they showcased like within like the first missions, I think they showcased mission one, two, seven, eight, and 11. And mind you, these missions are long. Like you can understand now why it took them so long to put this game together. These missions are not short. And the point of this game is to not only play through it, but to replay them with different builds. And when earlier you mentioned the game is fast paced. Yes, absolutely. However, what this armor core is focusing on is letting you approach missions how you want to approach them. So you could go in guns blazing in a tank build, or you could go in in a sleek get in, get out stealth kind of build. You can pretty much build the mech of your dreams and approach the missions the way you want to. 
Um, do you prioritize destroying the targets or do you take out the enemy ACs and then destroy the targets? And all of this stuff is happening in some missions under time constraints. It's like you prioritize what's going to happen first, how you approach and handle combat. And then some of the bosses that they displayed it, it, you know, you had this one AC that came in and it was a bullet hell. I mean, the guy had like missiles surround him and it was just like insane. And everyone who's played it so far that had access to like a demo, which by the way, I'm like, can we get a demo? Like, <laughs> can we get like one mission demo? I would love to get my hands on it, but I guess they're like, ah, you've made it this far. You can wait one more month, but I'm like salivating because the game looks so good. It's sleek. The environments, they, they're, they're open, but at the same time, you can tell like, in the heat of combat, you're going to wish you paid attention to all the buildings that are around you. Um, I don't know how destructive the environments are. I just would assume that they're very destructive. So you can't like camp behind a building for too long, but the enemies are throwing everything at you. And from what I've read from reviews and, and, and video reviews, it, you can definitely feel that souls feel without it being a souls game. Like, they give you the mechanics, but they're not holding your hand, which I have to respect. And I have to say, I'm glad that it's that FromSoft has the confidence that its players are mature enough to figure things out on their own, that they don't have to hold your hand for you to learn and figure out their game. They're basically giving you the tools. They say, here's how you can use it. Now go, go, go figure it out, you know? play this game your way we'll see you at the end and i and i love that you know they don't make things blatantly obvious um and and they say like right from the go you know you got that first boss battle that, that from software trademark where your first boss battle is just like all right you got the basics here you go here's your here's your boss battle take down this mega helicopter go <laughs> and i i was watching the video and it was just it was insane. And it just made me realize how much I miss armor core. Like as you're dashing around and you're, you're, you know, you're firing your weapons. And that's the other thing. Apparently the controls, uh, they designed it in a kind of like with Elden Ring in mind, I think where anyone can approach this, this title, like, yeah, it's armor core six, but I, I honestly look at it like a reboot of the series, if you will. Um, because now anyone can approach this, this, this armor core and the way you control your mech is basically like if you played any third person action game you can play armor core six in my opinion um because your shoulder weapons are controlled by the bumper if you're on controller they're controlled by the bumper uh buttons your main weapons and your left and right they're controlled by your your pad buttons r2 l2 you know whatever controller is you can do your sword attacks uh with square i believe you jump with uh x you do your quick boost with circle and of course you can customize your controls however you want but it's so simple and yet at the same time so in depth like when they got into the customization menu you could there, it looked like there was no limit to building the it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away 
Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mech of your dreams. Are you, uh... And I love that. Do, do you, are you leaning towards getting it on the, the PlayStation? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very... I'm I'm in the middle. I don't know if I want to get it on PlayStation or if I want to get it on PC. On PC. This might be I mean, I did it we 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 actually we did it with Elden Ring. Wait, I, I played the original ones on you know on PlayStation, obviously, but at, at this point, it would feel weird for me playing a met game outside, like not not on a PC. But then again, this game is not it's not a simulator, like what I'm yeah. also what I've been used to playing the past four years. Yeah. Mech, Mech Warrior is definitely trying to be more of a simulator and that yeah, it's a, it's a simulator. Much, yeah, it's a Mech simulator. PC. Um, and I thought about it because you know me, I have my Hotas set up um, for anyone who doesn't know what Hotas is. That's hands on throttle and stick. It's, it's basically uh, PC or console accessories with a joystick and, and accelerator. So if, armor core allowed something like that that would be interesting you know to be able to use my joystick and pilot my mech but at the same time i don't know if armor core 6 has a first person view so something like titanfall if titanfall ever made a return and mech warrior that allow first person views if you want to i could i would play that on pc because i have that that setup for it and they allow that yeah i, I play like you said I is more action person fit. Yeah, on, on the mech warrior but but always third person on on armor core yeah it'll be interesting i, I don't know what i'm going to do yet um it's not I, they haven't confirmed or denied like if it's cross play either so <sighs> yeah and i mean we all know that from software drops at least one and usually for all their games i think Sekiro is still the only one that hasn't had one yet i might be mistaken on this but um they always drop at least one dlc and they're usually very very good um so i'm pretty sure we can guarantee that you know armor crawl have at least one dlc and some some changes what i would love and i know that it probably won't happen maybe probably not this generation but i would love for armor core to have like a vr ability vr i would love i've been dying for a solid i don't want to look over and see a a a, like hellish like bombardment of rockets in my face dude i i don't know if you if you know what ace combat is yeah i know what i know what that is so i played ace combat 7 um that's also bandai namco and they have vr what (laughs) they implemented vr that, and it was that it was actually pretty good. Stressful. It was very stressful, but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was stressful, 
but it was fun because you your whole play mechanic changes like it's when you you got the controller yeah that's one thing but when you're in the cockpit and there's more stuff you got to do and you your head has to swivel to see things in those dog fights it's intense i just picture like vr is getting getting insane dude like i just picture like this 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 situation where like what you know the, the world ended or some some shit went down right and and, and you're with you're with some people, some survivors, and you see a helicopter and everyone's like, oh, we don't know how to fly. And you're like, hang on now. I've done plenty of VR in my, my PlayStation VR days. I've got this. And I like, got this. Like it is, though. Like VR is getting so crazy and hands on. Like you'll have it on and you have to like actually do so many of these things now. But it's mm. really cool. But it's it's getting it's getting wild. I can't imagine like where are simulators going to be? in just maybe a few years with VR, like how hands-on oh, oh, yeah. will you have to be? It's almost like, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not saying like, by all means, like people are going to be on par pilots. That's insane. But it's getting, it's getting, I imagine it would get comparable like in the next few to 10 years as, as much as VR is rapidly evolving. Yeah. Yeah. But and do not play Resident Evil 8 on VR. It's terrifying. <laughs> we are taking that next step. I'm telling you, like five years, we'll be all AC pilots. But before we get uh, back to Armor Core, um, are you a podcaster looking for help with production and post production? OSM Media, we have your back. We offer a wide range of podcast editing services that cover all your podcasting needs, from mixing and mastering to show notes, SEO, ad placements, and video editing. Plus, our team of experienced professionals can take care of the facts and transcription needed to make sure everything is accurate in every episode. No need to worry about time-consuming parts of the podcast production. Let us handle them for you so you can keep focusing on recording amazing content with OSN Media. You will have more time for what matters most, creating great podcasts. So, try OSN Media's podcast editing services now by visiting our website, osntechmedia.com so if you guys are budding podcasters or already have a podcast but need a little bit more time in your schedule visit our website check it out we got you covered now uh, other things that armor core six is um bringing to to the table they they already explained that interstellar travel exists in this story of of Armor Core. So I'm wondering, even though it's called Fires of Rubicon and you start on Rubicon, I'm wondering if planetary travel will also be a thing in. Oh man, this that game. would be so dope. Like, uh, uh, Armor Core. First of all, this game is this game. I, I, I didn't see whether or not it was. Is, is it open world? It doesn't or look is it just, open world. It's it just looks. Big. Yeah, it's just like, big. Can, like it, it's like a linear. It's it's linear, but but like open linear. Yeah, you yeah, can take so. missions and you can do side quests, um, and then you've got the main missions and you sortie it. So it's which I'm fine with. I'd rather not be open world, like per se. Um, so I'm fine with it. You know, taking the approach that it has right now. What would an open world armor core game look like? Jesus. 
Yeah, open world armored core game is probably imagine. <laughs> imagine though, like you're you're going to your uh, your next mission site or whatever it is you're going to, and then you accidentally stumble upon a a, a war zone between factions or something, and and you get caught, you know, and like that somehow affects your faction statuses of like where I don't know, like that would be wild. It'd be really cool. That would be like that. Yeah, that's a whole different. That's a that's a whole different scope. That I don't. And then do that in VR, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely looking like a great game. I've only heard great things about it. Everyone who's an Armor Core fan is like, you know, ready for this this title come back. I also think it was intentional intentional that they paused the Armor Core series. Um. Because I don't know if you remember, but Elden Ring is was technically ten years in development. Yeah, yeah, that they they took a long time for that game, and they've taken so long for Armor Core Six that I mean, it, it was you know it was never confirmed or denied, obviously, but a lot of the fan base thought that they had just like not canned it, but just walked away from it and called it a day. Well, look at the the. Con- coincidental time frame Elden Ring was in development for 10 years and Armor Core stopped when 10 years ten, ago 10 years ago yeah um so what was probably happening was maybe the team was divided between the two projects like Elden Ring was in the pipeline and they you know they had a, a huge author working with them you know uh George R. R. Martin and they probably had to keep on schedule with that because you know at, at the uh at the time they're you know and when did when did Dark Souls three come out? Was it 2013? Or yeah, I think actually I think it was a little after 2013. Um, no, I mean, they, actually, I think you're right. It's well, like 2013, 2014. Yeah, somewhere in there. Uh, my, well, my point was that they've they've put games out since then and games that were by all means, uh, you know, pretty good. Um, and I think Dark Souls three was was pretty good i didn't really care much for two 2016 um, 2016 so yeah so they've they've been putting games out uh or i guess they put a game out but <laughs> uh, uh sekiro uh or sekiro you know my fucking language sucks sometimes <laughs> um bloodborne so yeah they've been they've been putting games out but elden ring i i would imagine elden ring was quite the undertaking yeah that was a huge undertaking that probably pulled a lot of a lot of the resources. Also, the thing with Dark Souls, they had started Dark Souls probably but like before Elden Ring went into development, going back to Dark Souls one, they already had a formula that they could work with. And while the Dark Souls series feels open world, it, it's not. It's just one it's just one technical level that is interconnected in different ways. Where Elden Ring is a full-on open world, everything connecting, so you can traverse wherever, however you please, um, with a very, very intensive lore for you to find. So that was definitely a huge undertaking. Um, Armor Core Six seems like it's following suit in that same way. While it's not open world, there are tons of missions that are going to paint the bigger picture. You know probably what started the war with the corporations you know what's the deal with rubicon why do the pilots you work with and your pilot not have names because there there was a very important piece dropped in the trailer that stuck out to me and it 
you know, your handler, I think his name's Handler Walter, says, you know, basically make a name for yourself and you can buy back your identity. And I'm like, what does that mean? Buy back your identity. Did something happen? Is there a new kind of like, where did humanity go where you have to buy back your identity? Like how much trouble did you have to get in to lose who you are to then be in servitude as a AC pilot to earn enough cred to buy back your identity. So there's so many things that could tie with that was your memories wiped and you were then reformed to become a pilot. And then once you've earned your place or, you know, die in combat, but if you've earned your place, you can then find out who you used to be. And then, you know, like, I, I want to know what, what the deal is with, especially, you know, six to one and what's the whole what what are all these corporations because that's the thing it's always corporations <laughs> and apparently no matter where humanity is in the galaxy it's always this corporation competing with this corporation hire some mercenaries to go mess up that corporation so we can make more money by putting them out of business and blowing up their big machines meanwhile where's the government yeah, exactly I want all these questions answered <laughs> um also, the cinematics in the game looked amazing. And I, this is just me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, the game looks beautiful, looks amazing. But the cinematics were so well done. I was like, please tell me that's the gameplay graphics as well. Go ahead and lower your standards because that's almost never the case. Yeah. Like, it shifted and it didn't, it wasn't like a, a huge downgrade. And I could understand that maintaining that level of quality would be probably nearly impossible right now for a game like Armor Core. They would have to sacrifice something somewhere. They could be like, hey, we could give you this beautiful game and it'll probably have like four missions. (laughs) Or we can give you a really fleshed out lore intensive game and you just get those nice cinematics every now and then. I'm like, you know what? Give me the fleshed out lore intensive game. I am absolutely happy with that. I'm content with that. Let's let's make it happen. Um, but definitely, definitely a really good uh, game. I'm, I'm very excited for it. It feels promising. I think I think if it's what everyone describes it as, I would not be surprised if it could also be nominated for a game of the year. Uh, I've never seen a Met game up for a game of the year. So that would be a first. I would hope, you know, I would love to see that. Um, anyone who's got a Met game itch, this could be the one to scratch it. So Armor Core 6, Fires Rubicon, have you guys seen the videos? Have you guys read up on any early reviews? Are you getting it? What are you getting it on? Let us know. But that's all the time we've got for this podcast. We would love to hear your guys' thoughts. If you're an Armor Core veteran, hit us up. What's your favorite armor core? We would love to know. Anyway, thank you guys so much for spending some time with us. Take care of yourself and each other. And we will catch all of you wonderful people on the next podcast. Later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.